Iowa everywhere. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Cyclone Sundays with Ben Bruns, powered by Kelderman Manufacturing. From the Channel Seat Studios, this is IOI Everywhere. Welcome in Cyclone Sunday presented by Kelderman Manufacturing from the Channel Seed Studios. I'm Aiden Wyatt, as always, joined by my man Ben Bruns. How are we feeling? Really good, really good. My voice is a little a uh, little out, but uh, that's okay, right? I mean, it was, uh, what a great day at Jack Trice, or what a great night at Jack Trice last night. Um, you know, phenomenal environment. Um, you know, for me, I... Uh, and you'll notice I went with a little different name this morning. Um, you know, Coach McCarney was back for this game, and and uh, um, he spoke to the team before the game, uh, I'm told, and he uh, spoke to him obviously after. We saw some video of that, mm-hmm. um, and and what I heard about what he said pregame was he just had him fired up to the rafters, right? Um, you know, uh, this whole thing for me started with him and, and, uh, many of us. Right. And, um, you know, to see the relationship that he and Matt have these days is super, super cool. Um, but you know, this is, this is exactly what we're talking about last week. And the, you know, a couple of weeks ago, everybody, you get on message boards and stuff and people are, are, are saying, you know, things about, um, you know, us not being more negative on this program, Look, this this football team from week one, we could tell we were going to have a football team. We didn't know how good they were going to be, but we know that it was a different kind of year than we, we had had in the past, at least at least last year. This team to me feels a lot like Campbell's second year, you know, and and those things go in cycles, right? You just you don't know how good you can be until your guys have some time to play and you got a freshman starting at right guard, a true freshman, you know, and, and he's not perfect yet, but man, you know, Brandon black is playing some football and Iowa state's offensive line is improving dramatically. And we saw it, you know, in last week's game, uh, I tweeted in the first quarter. I'm like, I, I don't know what else happens in the rest of this game, but Iowa state's offensive line is taking a huge step forward. And, and that's absolutely true. And, um, you know, they're in their zone game. They're doing a much better job of uh, fitting into blocks and, and then climbing up to the second level, you know, securing the down guys first. There were a couple missed assignments in the game, but it's like, look, you know, we're, we're um, we got 
inexperienced guys in a lot of spots, right? right? I mean, uh, you know, our center is is a sophomore, right? It's it's not. These are things that are going to happen when you have younger guys playing. But um, you want to talk about physical and playing to the whistle? How many plays, Aiden, in that game did we see guys just flying around after the play, like going out of bounds, going, you know, like just, but still decleating somebody at the end of the play, like as the whistles, you know, to, to the ring of the whistle, right? And Ryan Clanton talks about that all the time. And, you know, um, it's such an important part of the game because it totally affects the defense and their, uh, their mentality when you are, are in them like that the whole day. And I, I just think, um, you know, TCU's answer in a lot of ways was to bring the safeties down into the box and, uh, or at least have them coming up to support the run really fast. Well, what happens when your safeties are supporting run really fast? Number one, you can get beat on play action. Iowa State was great with seam routes to the tight ends. Uh, Steve O'Klotz about fell down on one of them uh, and maintained his balance, got up, or, you know, stayed up, mm-hmm. and, and Rocco hits him in stride. Uh, Bremer with another one that was really key uh, late in the game, uh, in the second half. And, and, um, and then Iowa State is running some quarterback counter back to the backside. We're pulling a tight end to secure the backside edge like uh, Bramer did on, on the long uh, Sama run. And if the safety misses, you're, you're off to the races. But Iowa State has made some adjustments about how we block these schemes. And we've made some adjustments with personnel. And we've grown, you know, from a, from a, a player development perspective, right, um, in, in a short amount of time. And, um, you know, it's not flashy. It's not the sexiest thing you ever saw, but, um, you know, to go three and out the first uh, series of the game and the first series of the second half is, is frustrating, right? That's going to get beat against a team that doesn't turn it over. But um, to not be shaken by that, not be rattled, you know, the defense comes back out and makes some plays and, and uh, uh, Iowa State gets the ball back and, and goes and punishes them. So I think – we're almost – I don't know how to say this. Rocco Becht is playing incredibly well right now. He's 16 – well, I mean, aside from some garbage time last year, six games in, and it's already like, yeah, he's our guy. It is It is pretty awesome, um, you know, to, to – and I love what the staff is doing. Um, you know, A, he's got good command of things. Let's go to that fourth down play. Right, uh, fourth and two. Everybody's a little uh, a little edgy in the stadium because we called a timeout before it. You know, it can be super easy when you have something like that, where you come out and you're just not in sync the way you need to be out of a timeout. Right, you, you've got a drive going, everything's going well. You got the defense on their heels. Now all of a sudden you take a timeout. Um, Iowa State was going to maybe try to draw them off, draw them off sides, maybe think about the kick. Um, Number one, you got to get the conversion, or you got to get some points somehow, right? And so, I don't care how many timeouts you use, as long as you got them, you make sure you get points. So Iowa State did that, um, you know, by by stopping the clock, getting themselves set. But then, you know, Rocco's going to his last spot with that, and uh, you know what? What a great play um, to the captain Easton Dean on the left side, you know, um, and you scramble and get that thing picked up. Couple good runs after that, and then you know you convert with a with a touchdown throw to Dean. So, 
you know, um, that's that's not easy to be able to try and decipher everything that's going on over on the right hand side of that uh, play, which is where he started with it. And then, you know, you come back to the left, your safety valve, and and sure enough, he's there. And you know why he's there? He's there because Iowa State's been putting pressure on the front side of the defense all day with the running game and and with the passing game. And that backside edge gets open, right? And so uh, smart to have a concept where we're slipping somebody out of the backside of that, right? So there is that backside threat. And now everybody who watches Iowa State's film has to understand we're not going to do a half roll into, you know, uh, the open side of the field. We're going to throw back to the boundary if we have to, um, you know, and, and, and get first downs. And, you know, that's um, um, a good job by Shieldhouse and a good job um, by Rocco. But, you know, I'll give you another example, Aiden. And uh, it took me back 20 years, uh, the speed option we ran for the first touchdown. You know, we hadn't shown that look to my recollection, maybe once this year, maybe. Um, but it's a great goal line play. It's a great short yardage play because, uh, you know, the edge has to try and defend you vertically up the field to keep you from getting that short yardage that you need. And and as soon as they commit to coming up the field at the quarterback, man, you know, you, you flip it out there on a perfect little pitch. You never want the quarterback to keep it anyway. At least we didn't want Sage to keep it. I can tell you that. Sorry, Sage. Um <laughs> We, we wanted to get it to Ennis Haywood, you know? Uh, so, you know, you, you get it to your running back who knows what he's doing uh, and has got a little wheels and, and uh, you get a touchdown. It's good stuff. So let's talk. I know we kind of touched on it a little bit, but I would say established the run last night. Sets up complimentary football. I think I would say it averaged something like seven and a half yards of carry um, before Rocco Beck took two knees, but... Um, and even if you take away Sama's big run, I think they were still right around five and a half yards of carry. Yeah. Take me through kind of what that means for an offense. Well, I, I think um, a number of things, and I, I was listening to the Cyclone Reaction show. Uh, Chris Williams made a, a great point, and that is that the, that the tight ends have really improved their blocking this season. And, you know, I would say that that position was really a liability the first few, game, uh, few, first few uh, games of the year. Um, you know, when you just miss regularly, um, you know, at the point of attack or, or on the backside, either even, um, it's not going to be good. And, uh, you know, that, that was certainly true up and down the line, including, you know, uh, a couple spots uh, in the interior. And, and now, um, you, you know, Iowa State may make a mistake somewhere uh, up front, but guys are covered up. And, they're getting movement on guys. And so, you know, the backs can be so much more definitive with, with the ball when you start getting in that situation. Um, I, I think, I think these running backs are doing a nice job of pressing the line of scrimmage, right? You know, we talked about that a couple weeks ago. You've got to, you've got to try and stretch that defense a little bit wider than we had been doing. And then you can go vertical. And so um, by defining the backside edge better, Generally speaking, Iowa State's bringing a, a tight end across the formation, right, and pinning that backside edge. And then guys, you know, fitting together uh, in in the run game, you know, butt to butt in those double teams and really working on the down guys first and then doing a nice job of coming off on, on the linebackers. You know, it's the safety who has to make the play. And now, now you, you know, the keys to the castle are there. 
when the safety has to make the play, you are going to be able to dominate a defense because, um, and it may be like death by a thousand cuts, but you're going to hit that big play eventually. Right. Um, you know, we used to hate teams that would gamble all the time and be down in the box all the time because, you know, it, it could be pretty frustrating. You didn't have a bunch of minus yards plays, but um, you knew you were going to pop a couple of big ones. And I think the really impressive thing of, of Saturday was Iowa State, number one, didn't have a bunch of minus yards plays. TC was still pressing up, you know, with those safeties trying to take the run game away. And Iowa State was able to get good production you know, just in normal down and distance um, in the run game, five-yard run, it's like, we'll take that every day. In the goal line, two, three yards, yes, all day. So, um, and then and then you were able to hit, you know, those seams over the top. I mean, number two, uh, the, the safety was just having to try and cover tight ends up the middle all the time. And, you know, we got multiple guys out there uh, getting perfectly thrown balls. That is a hard throw. Right, right up the middle, you got linebackers underneath, you got people everywhere, and and you're gonna put it on a guy, uh, you know, who's going full speed up the seam. That is not an easy play. This Iowa State offensive line has protected really, really well the last few weeks, and uh, Rocco's done a great job of um, of of punishing people with the play action game, which then just lets the run game be that much better. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Let's flip to the defensive side of the ball. Iowa State, four interceptions. I think it was the first time since something like 2005 since Iowa State had four interceptions against a Big 12 opponent. They still gave up almost 400 yards total offense. But yeah. I think it was, in a way, a get-right game for Iowa State. What do you think? I really do. And, you know, we talked about what would John Heacock do differently, Um you know, because we all knew that he would do something differently, right? He certainly, you know, hasn't, hasn't, he couldn't, couldn't have been happy about last week. So a couple observations. Number one, uh, Malik Verdon being back is a big, big deal. Um, you know, he is, is that guy who can help erase stuff underneath. But number two, um, when Iowa State went into its pass rush package, uh, Zach Lovett came in, number zero, sophomore linebacker out of Florida. And his job was to spy the quarterback. And he had uh, free license to rush the quarterback once he understood that, you know, the the contained lanes were starting to break out, right? So, you know, you got three, de- three defensive linemen rushing. It was not like he was on a delayed blitz. That was not what he was doing. He was spying the quarterback 100%. And if there's a chance that that quarterback's about to run or that that gap is getting big enough that we no longer have contain, he's going to get upfield and he's going to contain the quarterback and force him back into the middle of the field. Both of the times he came up, he almost got a sack the first time he did it. Um, and, and they ended up converting on a long throw, which was pretty frustrating for everybody. Um, a great play by, by the QB. But um, the second time he did it, uh, he he did get the sack, but both times he was on the outside shoulder pad of the quarterback as he got up the field. And everybody's, you know, you could say, well, why, you know, why are you in that position? You know, why aren't you squaring him up to make a tackle? He is squaring him up to force him back inside where help is. And this is intentional. This is well coached. Uh, this is part of a scheme. And you're going to see it from Iowa State the rest of the year because Iowa State had been abysmal at, at, 
ceiling up quarterback scramble, you know, over the course of the, of the year. And really at times, you know, even, even, uh, you know, before that, right. I mean, there've been times in past seasons where we let a quarterback run in critical situations. So I love it. I think it's a, a great play, um, a great adjustment. And, um, you know, at the linebacker level, Iowa State uh, still, you know, is trying to grow up. Um, Gary Vaughn is one of those guys who can step in there and erase plays quickly. Um, but the other guys just, you know, aren't as experienced as they need to be right now. Um, but I thought the secondary did a much better job uh, of, of forcing the issue uh, in the run game. You know, I, I think Iowa State's going to go back and say, well, we got to tackle better. Right. They're still going to say that mm-hmm. because there's still opportunity to, to do that better. But um, huge step in the right direction. Absolutely. Let's look ahead. I would say head Cincinnati next week. How do you feel? Yeah, I feel good. I feel good. You know, um, uh, I think it's going to be a great environment. Uh, you know, it won't be Jack Trice on Saturday night, um, but I think it, it's going to be something that um, is different. And I think in that respect um, is going to really help uh, the team, especially coming out of a week like this, where there's a lot of confidence boosting that, that happened. Um, you know, you're playing against the runner up in, in a BCS national championship game. Right. So, um, you know, TCU is not that team this year, uh, but, but Iowa state, you know, m- made them make mistakes. Um I think I, I'm not exactly sure how good Cincinnati is, right? We've kind of seen um, them them in a similar situation where, you know, transition of coaches, um, you know, a bunch of great players graduate, um, but a proud program that understands how to win and, you know, is trying to forge their own identity in the Big 12. And so um, I'll tell you this, you can take – you can go anywhere with an offensive line that can play ball. And, um, you know, I don't want, I don't want to overstep, uh, where we are right now, but I will say that Iowa state is in a much, much, much better place than we were, um, you know, before the season started and you got to give Ryan Clanton a ton of credit for the adjustments that these guys have made. And, you know, I can just tell you as an offensive line guy, Iowa state is going to have an offensive line in the coming years under Matt Campbell and this coaching staff. That is an absolute benefit to this football team and is part of the hallmark of how we do what we do. And, you know, I haven't been able to say that for six years, you know, it's not to say that there weren't good lines. It's not to say there weren't good guys, but, um, I just think, I think the evolution of, of this is going to be uh, eventually dominant O-line play. I'm seeing, you know, the right kinds of technical aspects to put guys in the right spots. I'm seeing the right mentality, the right body position. Um, you know, when you do all those things, success will come and then success breeds success. And, um, you know, I, I can't tell you how many times I've had, um, uh, former teammates, you know, lament, why aren't we better at this? You know, gosh, we, we should be, what are we doing? Like, you know, um, we gotta, we gotta 
get there. And you know, what I've seen this season, I've seen us grow into uh, into all the things that, you know, Steve Loney coached offensive lines back in the day, you know, that were blocking for Troy Davis for 2000 yards mm-hmm. um, and, and his brother and, and NSA would, you know, that uh, multiple thousand yard rushers. These are the things that we saw, you know, and, and um, you think about some of the great running backs Iowa state's had under Matt Campbell um, and, and some of the great offensive linemen uh, that Iowa state's had under Matt Campbell but consistently dominant offensive line play is, has not been part of our equation yet. And, you know, when it is, holy cow, right? Uh, that will be how we can compete in the NIL era is by consistently dominant offensive line play. And, you know, it takes more than that, right? Cause TCU put a great offensive line out on the, on the field, um, yesterday, but, um, I just am really excited about where this thing is headed. And, and, uh, you know, if you're not, uh, you, you're not looking at the same stuff. I am. It's a great point. Uh, that seems like good spots. Get out of here. Offensive line story of the week. Yeah, uh, we now send it to our channel season of the week. Dustin Fouch. Okay. We now welcome into the channel seed studio. Not really in a studio. We got Dustin Fouch out boots on the ground. In the field How today. How you doing? A Cyclone Sunday presented by Color Manufacturing in the Channel Seed Studios. Dustin, what do you think I would say yesterday? Oh man. Uh hey, you know, this is the second time you've had me on. Uh the first one was after the U and I game. So I'm two and zero officially. So I'm ahead of all the rest of the channel guys doing this. Um no big know, deal. I'll, yeah, I'll kind of reiterate reiterate what I kind of said about that game where I I mean I feel really good and going into it, I kind of felt kind of nervous. Um, you know, we'd gotten better since the Ohio game. That was probably the low point of the season. And, you know, we looked okay against Oklahoma, probably about as good as anybody's going to look against Oklahoma this year, except Texas yesterday. But, um, man, you know, seven to seven right off the bat. And I thought it was just going to be a, a nail biter the rest of the way. And I was just telling you earlier, we were combining beans and we got, it was about halftime. And my daughter said, you know, dad, let's just, should we go over to the game? And I said, yeah, let's go. So we hopped in my truck and we headed over there and we're in the end zone club and we got over there mid third quarter, but the whole way over there, uh, that beginning of that third quarter was, was good. And, and Sama had that touchdown. And by the time we got to the stadium, I think we we're ahead by three touchdowns, but, uh, I was definitely surprised with the performance yesterday. So who stood uh, out to you specifically? The offensive line, the offensive line just keeps getting better. And, you know, God, everybody was so down on them after that Ohio game, but it's amazing when the offensive line can do what it did yesterday. And, and even against Oklahoma state to a, to a point, it opens up that running game. And then when you open up the running game, then you can open up the passing game and then you can really start playing complimentary football. And that's what this team has been missing all year. So the offensive line and then Rocco Rocco just being so steady, you know, no, (laughs) no turnovers. He's done everything they've asked him to do. So, you know, offensive line Rocco. And then of course, you know, how many times do we get four interceptions in a game that, that never happens right Right. so yeah uh, you got to give it up to the defense really having a comeback game after after a really a a tough game against oklahoma i thought the defense uh you know really hung in there and that last touchdown uh at the end of the game you know that one was just kind of in garbage time so i mean really just giving up a touchdown i thought that was pretty good uh iowa state had cincinnati next week how you feeling I don't know. I feel, I feel, you know, the cyclone homer in me, I feel, I feel pretty good. I don't know how good Cincinnati is. I don't know if Cincinnati knows how good Cincinnati is. They've got so many 
transfers, you know, in on that program. I don't know if they're a team that's quite gelled yet in, in the Big 12 now. I think they're kind of struggling a little bit, but they are coming off a bye week. So that'll be interesting to see how they react. But I mean, we probably couldn't be going into that game with any more momentum. I, I hate 11 a.m. road game kickoffs. I mean, that that kind of gives you Ohio vibes. You know, that's what that was. But this team's a lot better than the team that played Ohio. And they're really coming together really well. So I, I don't know. I, I like our chances. I'm sure we'll probably go in as a slight underdog, but I, I think we can go in there and I think we can win that game. All right, Dustin. Thank you for your time. Yep. I'll let you get right back to it. Busy time yeah. of the year. Appreciate it. This has been Thanks. Cyclone Sundays presented by Color Manufacturing from the Channel Seed Studios. We'll see you next time. Iowa everywhere.